0: Yeah. Hello welcome to another episode of the Manchester United weekly podcast, crammed in between two cup games as United dispatch, Reading 4-0 at Old Trafford and prepare for the first leg of an EFL Cup semi-final against Hull City. As always, we have an extensive youth and loan roundup as our under-19 side won a tournament and Sam Johnston debuted for new side Aston Villa. Jack, probably could have been seven or eight in all honesty. Um, we'd beaten Reading after about two minutes um, straight away with a chance. And uh, apart from one very, very brief spell before half-time, that didn't really stop throughout the game. Um, four
1: goals for the fourth time this season. And we're into the fourth round. Couldn't have really gone any better, honestly. It was a a great performance. We got the job done. And we got the job done in style, which I think is what is what we wanted to see. We, I, I think in the form that we're in, we never really question that we would win the game unless something drastic happened, but it was the manner in which we won the game that pleased me. Like you said, I, I can't remember us starting a game that well in a very, very long time. The way we, we really took it to Reading from from the first minute. Uh, I think Rooney had a good chance. Martial had was it, was it Martial had a good chance as well, I think. Yeah, it, it was it was a really good good performance and we never took our foot off foot off the gas. Even in the second half we kept pushing forward. Um it was a really, really good performance. Very happy for Rooney and Rashford both getting on the score sheet. Rashford was due a goal, especially after his performance against West Ham, even if one of them was uh, slightly fortuitous, shall we say. Uh, But no, a a really good all-round performance. The only slight downer was, I guess, Marcus Rojo. Um, But I believe now that's kind of been cleared up that it's not uh, too serious of an injury and he may even be available for Hull.
0: Yeah um apparently it was it was feared to be a muscle tear and is not so uh, I guess that's a good sign but just in generally eight consecutive wins uh for the first time I think it's since 2009 um and that's I've got to be satisfying and and the best run in England for Mourinho since 2006 with Chelsea um but probably the most pleasing thing is the fact no Pogba Herrera no Mkhitaryan no Bay no Zlatan none of our new signings and we still scored four goals. I mean, the squad depth on show there is brilliant. And it was nine of the eleven, nine of the eleven who started for Mourinho on Saturday, played in the FA Cup final under Van Gaal. So it's not about new players; it's about the manager, and that's that's a demonstration of why we should give great credit to Mourinho. And in terms of squad depth, I mean. It didn't even look like that much of a backup side, despite nine changes from the Premier League game, and um, we still won four 0 We see ten changes for Liverpool on Sunday, yeah, one more than us, and they drew 0-0 to League Two Plymouth Argyle, and nine for us on Saturday, and we win four 0 against Championship high-flying Reading. That's that's very satisfying.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, on on the squad depth, like as, as you just said, there's not really a better way of showing it than nine changes and nine of the 11 players on the pitch played in probably our biggest game of last season um and the fact that that is kind of a rotation team uh is is fantastic really just shows you how much depth we do have in our squad at the moment and I think it's not just it's not just squad depth it's quality squad depth which is really really good um there's not a huge drop off in in really any position I'd say you know we have kind of different styles for different positions I guess well Say with Rashford coming in for Zlatan up front. Um, you know they they play different styles, but it it is definitely looking good at the moment at the our squad. I don't think we've had squad depth like this for a very long time. And I think, as you said, credit has to go to Mourinho because a lot of these players were the players that we've been using the last few seasons. Four four new signings in the summer wasn't exactly. I mean, it's it's not no business, but it wasn't. It's an extensive overhaul of the squad like some people were predicting under Mourinho. And the fact that he's made those four signings but still kind of transformed the rest of our squad that have been there and and been the protagonist through probably our worst stretch in 25 years is a testament to how well Mourinho has done since he came in, albeit after a bit of a shaky start.
0: Yeah, exactly that. Um, Van Hal's players, but Mourinho's mentality and tactics and suddenly we we're doing very well i mean um about this time last year in fact i think it was the third round was it or maybe it was the fourth round where we beat sheffield united thanks to a 93rd minute wayne rooney penalty um i mean and sheffield united are a good cup side but reading this reading is better than that sheffield united and we just dispatch them 4-0, and, and the title of our podcast today, and as I said in the intro, we dispatched them, and that's that's what we used to do to anyone who came to Old Trafford's I- in the cup.
1: The ruthless streak definitely seems to have come back. Yeah, exactly. You'd
0: get these Championship, League One sides coming, and everybody like, oh, uh, chance of an upset here, and Fergie's team would just be like, right, like, get get back down to the home counties, go back to Preston, go back to Blackpool. You don't mess with United. That's exactly what we did in. I think we were immensely helped by the fact we scored two goals and in, what was it, the first 15 minutes? can't remember the last time we've done that.
1: I, I can't actually remember that either. The, I can't even remember the last time we created two chances in the first two minutes. It's not, it's really not something that we see from, even this season actually, even in our good run, we haven't really started games particularly well. Um, and to see us actually do that for once was great. And it just it just sets up the rest of the game as well, because Right from that first minute, you saw how easy we were carving open the Reading defence. From that moment, then the whole team and the whole crowd and the whole stadium and all the people watching at home realised that this United team can just unlock the Reading defence at will. And it was it was brilliant to see. Great to see Rooney getting on the score sheet. Um, and I was really pleased with Marcus Rashford too. He had a good game against Reading. And he deserved that goal. Because I think, was it 14 games he'd gone without a goal before that? Um which would I mean, it's slightly misleading because a lot of them have been substitute appearances. But I kind of felt for him because his performances haven't been terrible this season. He's not had the best form compared to last season, but he's still done well when he's called upon. And he played brilliantly against West Ham last week. He was a real game changer for us. And I was really pleased to see him get on the score sheet. And I saw, um, I saw on Twitter a brilliant video of, um, of Rashford's goal compared to Ibrahimovic's, uh, a couple of weeks ago when Ibrahimovic kind of slotted it into the same corner at Old Trafford. And it was it was brilliant to see, because it really did kind of show, you know, Rashford really is learning from the best. Yeah, and you've
0: got Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who's one kind of striker, a complete striker who holds it up brilliantly. And then you've got Wayne Rooney, who isn't like Rashford anymore. But if you cast your mind back to the, the original Wayne Rooney, the, the remember the name Wayne Rooney, is in some ways, similar to Rashford. Not, Rashford's not quite the same imposing figure, the the bully that Rooney was, to defenders, but he's got that same speed and suddenly bursting past the defence that Rooney had. And we'll move on to Rooney in a second, but what, what was so nice was that uh, his reaction to Rashford's uh, goal, I can't remember if it was the first or the second, but Rashford stuck it in and Rooney just looked at him and looked so, j- just delighted. And I think, that relationship is an important one for Rashford and will be, and he'll probably look back on that in in nine or ten years and think that's that was a big help. And it, it's so strange because Rashford's hero as a kid was Rooney and Ronaldo, like like all of us. And now and now he they're playing together, and Rooney looks so pleased whenever Rashford grabs a goal. Um, he, it, Rashford's not quite his heir at United, but I'm sure that's how Rooney feels at the moment.
1: It was such a lovely moment when when Rooney scored his uh his goal, and I think as you said, Rashford and Rooney they don't have the same play style. But when Rooney was a lot younger, his his play style was kind of similar. It was a little bit more powerful, I guess. He was a bit of a a heavier set uh, player than Rashford. But I think it was just that that buzz that kind of happened any time they they're on the ball, which Rashford has now, and Rooney definitely did have when when he started playing. It was just that. As soon as they get the ball, you felt like something was going to happen. And very few players have that kind of feel about them. And Rashford definitely has it at times last season. And he's kind of regaining, I think, this season. I think, I think
0: the best thing about Rashford that, that we saw on Saturday was yeah. his, his just brilliant decision-making. And I saw a coach on Twitter saying he's got the decision-making of a seven-year-old. And it sounds like like a criticism but he's completely right. He's exactly the same as the kids I coach, completely fearless. He loses the ball, and this is, this is almost in every game, more than anyone else on the pitch. Sometimes Martial trumps him in that category. He just doesn't care. does the same again, and it pays off. Same moves on the seven as well. Stop, sprint, get past the defender, score. And he he has been doing that since he was about seven, and he hasn't changed because it's so successful, and it's... It's so exciting every time he gets on the ball because he's got no fear. And it it took it, I think it took him a while to adjust to being back up front. Um, because he's been playing on the left so much recently. But I think as a centre forward, I think he's improved since he's been playing on the left hand side. Because I think he has a greater, a greater contribution to the game than simply being a striker. I think he, he adds more. Um, and, and he was brilliant to watch. And yes, he missed a couple of chances, but just really fun to watch, as was Martial. Absolutely terrorized Reading in the first half. Um, and his finish for the goal was excellent, if deflected, just, and I was watching, cause I was, I was at the game and you come back onto the concourse at half time and Martial's goal is on, is on the screen. And I, I just turned around and was like, it's Thierry Henry. Yeah, I, it was, it was similar to that Liverpool goal when everyone compared him to, to Henry. And everyone had already been comparing him to Henri because he was French and he'd come from a, uh, originally played for the same club, etc. And that finish against Reading, that, that opening up of the body and curling it round the goalkeeper through the defender's leg, that's, that's Thierry Henri-esque. Um, anyway just a small point. But, and, and plus his feet for Rooney's goal was so perfect. Just, and that, and it's again, it's just exciting to watch. And that, that's what's brilliant at the moment.
1: I've really, really enjoyed watching Martial play over the last few weeks because I was very excited about him playing under Mourinho and he never just lived up to that at the start of the season. He was in a bad form. There were some rumblings about perhaps he was unhappy. But the last few weeks, he's come back in the team and he has played absolutely brilliantly against Middlesbrough. He absolutely terrorised the Middlesbrough defence all game. He did the same thing to Reading on Saturday. Yeah, it was, it was a brilliant performance yet again. And Martial seems to have a bit more maturity in his game at the moment. His decision-making, which was at times a little bit questionable, I'd say, at the start of the season, seems to have got back to where it was last season. On the ball, he seems so much more confident now. He's running at defenders so much more. He, every time he gets the ball, you feel like he's going to beat two or three players. And that's not something that we've really seen from him that much this season. I've I've really, really enjoyed watching him. I think him playing on that left-hand side gives us... Something different to what any of our other wide players can give us. Um, he, he, cause he just, he hugs the touchline. That's always where he wants to be. And a lot of our other wide players come inside too much. I, I personally think Martial will still be a star. He's gone under the radar a little bit this season, I guess, because he didn't start off too well. A lot of people were writing him off. But uh, someone with that much potential is just absolutely huge. And, you know, the Henri comparisons maybe are a little bit out there, but, He's, the play styles are similar and even if he becomes half the player Thierry Henry was I'm going to be very very happy watching him
0: <laughs> right let's move on to what many people would say is the past but um Wayne Rooney Uh record equaler Wayne Rooney not quite record break yet but soon well he's broken one with the England record soon to be the Manchester United all-time top goalscorer, currently the top goalscorer, joint with Sir Bobby Charlton, who looked delighted. Um He's always wanted Rooney to break it, if it's going to be anyone, so they say. It's so hard talking about Wayne Rooney. i He's one of United's greatest players ever. And a lot of people might disagree with that. But this record just confirms that. And there's a strange love towards him from United fans. It's particularly match-going United fans not always the social media United fans, which aren't a true representation of uh, Old Trafford and away support. But it, it may stem from the classic football mentality of everyone hates him, so we love him. I, the media always try to go against Rooney, so we support him. And that's particularly true recently. But but whatever the reason, despite two transfer requests, he's, he's adored by half of United support. And I, I think very few other players would be adored in the same way he is after that, those two incidents. Um, many are indifferent, and a small selection of the United fans still hate him. Uh, bad seasons recently, but still our top goal scorer in some of them. And I think that's just demonstration of his importance to United over a very successful 15 years um, or so, a bit less than that since he came to the club. Uh, I think he and Mata have created the most goals since Mata came to the club. I mean, this is in two of Rudy's worst ever seasons for United, and it's still that. And he, he works harder than any other player on the pitch. And yes, he's merely a squad player now. He physically isn't quick enough, mentally isn't quick enough, but he still has a role. And as I said earlier, what made me happiest was that reaction to Rashford scoring a double. He's a good captain. He works so hard. And I was just... So happy to see him equal the record. Partly in relief that he just finally did it. And partly because so many of us have grown up with Wayne Rooney being the, the centre figure of Manchester United. You see, Skulls has retired, Giggs has retired, Neville has retired. All these big figures, Ferdinand, Vidic, Ronaldo has left, Tevez has left, Berbatoz has left, Nani has left. Uh, who else? Ruud van Nistrooy has left. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has left. And uh, the one person there that whole time is Rooney for 11 or 12 seasons. And I think it's brilliant that he's going to be our top goal scorer.
1: Rooney is a very interesting player because so many people will tell you that he's never lived up to what he should have done. And he's never quite cut the mustard as well as he should have. But, and, and I understand that because I think some people thought when he first burst onto the scene, that he would become the greatest player in the world. And that hasn't happened. Arguably because of the brilliance of Ronaldo and Messi. Because there were times, you know, kind of 08, 09, where I would argue he probably was the maybe the third best player in the world. Um, but when at the end of the, his career, when we look back at Rooney, and he ends his career as the leading England's goal scorer of all time, and the leading Manchester United scorer of all time. I think it's hard to argue that he hasn't lived up to his potential. The the scrutiny on him throughout his career has been probably unparalleled to what any other English player has ever had to face. And he's dealt with it all remarkably well, I think with remarkably few slip-ups. And even in the last couple of years when his form has dropped and we, there's no getting away from that, Rooney really is not the same player he was 3 years ago. And whether that's because he's simply getting older or he's playing in so many new positions or the combination or having three managers in that space of time, who knows, but or four actually if you count with as well, Um but whatever it is, he isn't the same player, but he's adapting and in the last month or so, I've seen a, a, a new Wayne Rooney, someone who is getting used to life, I think, as not being a, a first team starter anymore and hes he reminds me a little bit of Giggs in Giggs' twilight years when Giggs would often come on towards the end of the games, he'd play in the Cups and he'd just control things and he'd show a little bit of class, not enough to kind of force his way into the starting eleven, but he'd show his class and show what he could still do and he'd still give us some great moments and I think that's what Ray, Wayne Rooney will end up doing in the latter years of his career. Who knows if he'll sign a new contract and who knows if he'll be here for many years to come. I hope he is, um, even if just for his presence at the club, if nothing else, but to become the leading goalscorer of Manchester United, which I'm sure he'll do very soon when he actually overtakes Bobby Charlton's record, is some achievement. And a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, Bobby Charlton was a midfielder, Rooney's a forward, blah, blah, blah. But didn't, hasn't Rooney broken the record? It's like 215 games less than Bobby Charlton. So I think that pretty much makes up for that one. Um There just always seems to be a, a kind of culture of Rooney can't, have done anything like we people always have to take something away from him. But at the end of the day we just have to stand up and, and admire what Rooney has achieved in his career now because when we look back at his career at the end of it the statistics don't lie.
0: Yeah, people basically don't like him because England haven't done well. Not because Rooney hasn't done well, because Rooney's the he's not the greatest player ever. And maybe some people deludedly thought that, but he's Manchester United's greatest ever goal scorer. He's England's greatest ever goalscorer. He's won everything at club level. What did you expect? I mean, he can't really do anything else. He's not going to a single... No player. And I'd say this in full knowledge of Ronaldo at the Euros, of Maradona at 86, has won a World Cup, or a Euros by themselves for their country. And... Stephen Gerrard comes to the end of career. Oh, steve G, you're a hero. Oh. Rooney will come to the end of his career. Exactly the same will happen. His football fans are, are short-term and, and are fickle. And as soon as he retires, everyone will realise how bloody good Rooney was. And will miss him. Anyway, let's move on from that. We can have exactly the same conversation when he breaks it. On Tuesday, hopefully. Um, more things, Fellaini, immense, brilliant, should have been man of the match, one of my contenders for it alongside Marshall and Rashford, really got it for obvious but annoying reasons because he didn't deserve it he wasn't that good. Schweinsteiger's reception, immense again. Um I was perhaps annoyingly sat in the Alex Ferguson stand, Uh probably because there were five of us together, Um but it meant I was sitting behind a kid I think it was his first game and the happiness he had when Schweinsteiger came on shows just why people love him. I think he was, he's probably about five or six. And he's grown up with Schweinsteiger being the, the king midfielder of football. Um, and that, that's why we all love him because he was. And even if he hasn't done it for United, that's, he, his reception was just ridiculous. One of the loudest moments just, just for coming on. Um, yeah, it was nice to see him enjoying FA Cup magic. Um, and the last thing, before we move on to a youth roundup, good to see Fosu Mensah get a chance. That's a nice link in, isn't it? Nice and smooth, that. Fosu Mensah finally getting about 12 minutes, I think it was.
1: I was very, very happy to see Fosu Mensah come on. We we spoke about him last week. I definitely think he deserves a few more chances this uh, this year, or this, this calendar year, even. Um, he, he did okay when he came on. Nothing too spectacular. Um, but, you know he needs he needs game time and if he's not going to get it it'd actually be better for him to move down to the under 23s and get some more game time there but I was pleased that he got some game time I doubt he'll get any on Tuesday against Hull it looks like we're going to go with a pretty much full strength team which I can understand semi-final of the EFL Cup might not be the biggest trophy but at the end of the day any silverware is uh is much appreciated so uh hopefully we'll have a good game against Hull I'm looking forward to it actually it should be uh should be a good and Hull. will definitely be up for it. Obviously, cup semi final don't come around too often for uh, for Hull. No, no disrespect to them, but it should be. It should be a good game. I'm I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, looking for forward to a, a win over the two legs.
0: Um, yeah, and Marie, um, yeah, and, Mar- and Marina confirmed. The, the big four are starting. Uh, Zlatan, Pogba, Mkhitaryan, well, and Valencia, who is now, I guess we can, yeah, Tony, you can be, you can be a member of the big four. Of the Zeus, kind of thing. Anyway, um, let's move on to that youth roundup. Um, a brilliant weekend for United at youth level. No under-18s game because manager Kieran McKenna took an under-19 squad to the Sparkas and VGH Cup in Germany. Uh, after finishing second in the group of the 5 side style, tournament scoring 26 goals in the process. I think mean, that was in five games or something. United played two games more uh, in the second round, winning one and drawing the other to reach a quarter-finals. Um a 4-1 win against PSV Eindhoven set up the semi-final against Wolfsburg, uh, which United dominated, winning 3-1 with Angel Gomez scoring from his own goal. Callum Whelan became the hero in the final. This is midfielder Callum Whelan after United drew 2-2 to Hanover 96. Uh, goals from Bohui and uh, Burkhart, that's in the final. Um, goalkeeper Elias Mutas septuai was injured early on in the tournament. Gomez and Whelan had been swapping turns in nets, both midfielders, or forwards even, for Gomez. Uh, Whelan took up the position for penalties in the final, save two, including the winning penalty. Um, I doubt I doubt he'll be doing that again. Uh, but a first trophy for this brilliantly talented United side, who were the youngest at the tournament. I think nine of the 11 in the squad are still um, eligible for next year. No other squad can say that in Germany. Um, Indy Boonen finishes United's top scorer with nine goals. Nishan Burkart with eight, including a brilliant chip over the keeper versus PSV. Uh, Bohui seven, Aidan Barlow six, and both Angel Gomez and Tahit Chong got four. George Tanner and Leo Connor also scored. At under 23 level, United returned from the Christmas break in disappointing fashion in the mini Manchester derby. Regan Paul was sent off after 13 minutes and City dominated from then on. United did cope quite well and had some very good attacks, but silly defensive errors, something you don't want when you're down to 10 men. Let City win 3-1. Goals from Brahim Diaz, Isaac Buckley Ricketts and Paulo Fernandez, leaving United with another defeat to City at youth level. Jaden Sancho impressed alongside Brahim Diaz, and Sean Goss for United was brilliant um, covering the defence and dropping into it after Regan Paul was sent off. While Joel Pereira, having returned from his loan from Portugal, was very good and kept United in the game in the first half, where United held on until half time. Low news after joining Aston Villa a couple of days ago, goalkeeper Sam Johnston uh, very much impressed in his debut for Steve Bruce's side, despite losing 2 0 to Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, 23, he, he definitely needs to, um, particularly as a goalkeeper, but he looks comfortable having not played first-team football for a number of months now, uh, making a, a couple of excellent saves. Couldn't do anything about either of the two goals, and, and some good catches as well. Dean Henderson is another goalkeeper drawing praise from fans at Grimsby Town, who are delighted with the Englishman since he made his debut on Boxing Day. He kept a third clean sheet in four games in a win against Hartlepool United on Saturday in the league. Uh, meanwhile, Adnan Yanazai was in action for Sunderland in their 0-0 draw with Burnley. And despite being on the on the wrong end of a drubbing, Andreas Pereira looks confident and talented against Real Madrid for Granada at the Santiago Bernabeu. Um, to do that against Los Blancos is, is very impressive. Um, good highlights, really, of his game on YouTube. If you fancy watching one of our talented youngsters in action against the very best, Right, let's move on to Tuesday's match against Hull City, who might have no central defenders fit. This could be, could be fun.
1: Yeah, it definitely could be fun. Especially with the way that we're playing, coming off the back of a four goal, a four goal game against Reading. Playing very, very well at the moment against a team in terrible form, honestly, right now. Um, just got a brand new manager no potentially no central defenders fit and ready to play. So could be a very, very interesting game. Definitely expecting um a win. Hopefully something relatively comfortable, I think, will be um a realistic a realistic shout, especially seeing as we're at home for the first leg. I think we we need to make this first leg count because Hull are always pretty dangerous at home. We've had some tough games against Hull um in the last few years. I was remember our, um was it when we? I think we lost. We we won, sorry, three two there a couple of years ago after a very very tough match. Never, and I I wouldn't want to be going to whole to to the uh, KCOM Stadium with kind of a draw or even a one goal lead coming out of Old Trafford because going to a a, a club like that away on like an any kind of semi final occasion is never going to be too easy. So I think a comfortable win is what we need at Old Trafford, I and mean, I can see us getting it honestly.
0: Yeah, new manager Marco Silva, um, got an early win, just a day after coming in, uh, as manager in the cup against Swansea, who obviously also have a new manager in Paul Clement, so, an odd tie that one, but Hull got it. A good start to his career at Hull. Um, I'm sure Paul Merson won't be happy about that. Uneducated Skyman. Anyway, apart from that, uh, as we said earlier, Pogba, Zlatan, Mikatera and Valencia, all confirmed to be starting by Mourinho. Hull have no central defenders. I think they finished the last game with Jake Livermore in central defence alongside someone else who most definitely isn't a defender. Can't remember who it was. And yeah, expecting Marino to go all out for this because, as you say, don't want to go there even though they are Hull City and there will be no fans there when uh, we need a result, particularly in that congested fixture uh, period. Um Those words are the wrong way around. But anyway, I'm going
1: for a 3-1 win. I'm going to go for a 3-0 win.
0: 3-0? positive i'll have that i've i've just got i got back from manchester last night from the rainy game and i'm going up tomorrow lunchtime for the whole game utterly pointless um anyway let's let's move on to the single question we have uh, alex turk at underscore alex turk asks thoughts on the current problems regarding the under 23s and how do you think the club could improve it uh well The the problems he is alluding to is that the under-23s aren't very good at the moment, Um, mainly because they don't have a striker in their entire squad. Uh, That's because about six years ago, we decided we weren't going to recruit any players, so we have no striker. In terms of the current problem, there isn't really one except the lack of talent in this side. And the reason I wouldn't do anything about that is because... We don't need to do anything about it. You look at the under-18s, you've got, as I just said, the under-19s winning the Sparkass and VGH Cup, doing excellently with Kieran McKenna. Uh, the under-23s need a new manager after Warren Joyce left for Wigan Athletic, who United will play in the fourth round of the Cup. We'll move on to that in a moment. But apart from the the need for a new manager, I don't think much needs to be done because the next generation following this is brilliant. Um, One of the best United have seen for for many, many years. Things are looking very good for this age group at the moment. I don't want to hype it up too much. Um but the the well, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year olds are brilliant at the moment and they will be in the under twenty threes next year. So apart from a new manager, with Nicky Butt in charge at the moment, not much needs to be done. It's just we need to continue recruiting in the way we are now and not the way we were five or six years ago, which has left us in this in this hard patch.
1: Yeah, I th- I think I mean one way to try and help, this is a very short-term fix, obviously, but to try and help some of the um, the burden, I guess, on the under-23s at the moment is to drop players like fosi so down to the under-23s if they're not getting any game time, but there aren't too many players that we can really do that with. It definitely just comes down to the way that the club recruits players. I think now that that age group goes all the way up to under-23s, there's a bit more of an incentive to keep players for a little bit longer and hopefully have more players available to play for the under 23s but as you said i mean what we're doing at the moment in the in the younger age troop is fantastic under 18s are in fantastic form they look like a great bunch and hopefully some more of them will get some chances in the first team in the coming years um but i mean there isn't really uh i think we're doing the right things to create a a long-term fix for the under 23 kind of problem um but there isn't really much that can be done in the short term apart from recruiting new players, which I don't think the club will do. I don't think, I can't see the club recruiting, you know, a, a 20, 21 year old just to play in the under 23s. Um, I, I can't see it happening personally. So I think that struggle will kind of continue until some of these people in the under 18s will kind of graduate to the older age group.
0: Yeah. And, uh, just briefly on that FA Cup fourth round draw against Wigan Athletic in the fourth round, Warren Joyce returns to Old Trafford having left as under-23s manager um, a couple of months ago, Um, as does Nick Powell, former United player, as does uh, potentially Ravel Morrison. I'm sure you've heard of him, the the, uh, brilliant youth talent who has turned into a not-so-brilliant player, but could do. He's now training with Wigan uh, for about 10 days, I think, trying to impress Joyce and and get a contract there. Uh, Rhys James also could come back. And I think there's one other who could come back, um, ex-United. Anyway, at least four, possibly five ex-United players returning to Old Trafford and a relatively easy tie, we hope, um, in the middle of some very, in the middle of a very busy period.
1: Yeah, another, another lower league side at home, which is probably the best result you could ask for out of the FA Cup draw. It is going to be busy though, what with, um, the Europa League. I think the week after week, uh, like the midweek after that game. Um And actually, is it the weekend before, week, midweek before as well? I think it might be. Uh, I'm not sure. Or is, or is that? No, that might be the whole, the second leg of the whole game. But either way, yeah, we have, because we play on the Thursday before this game and then we play, we play on the Tuesday after. So it's going to be a bit awkward in terms of scheduling. Very busy period. We have Liverpool in the league um, coming up too. So definitely going to be, Probably a season defining period, honestly, which is kind of scary thinking about that, but we're in the best place that we've been to go into that kind of period. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, going to be a challenge. Wigan again will be, you know, I'm sure some people will hate this or the FA Cup doesn't mean what it used to mean, but Wigan will be a game where a lot of changes are made. It'll be a rest for a lot of players in that busy period. So hopefully, hopefully we can still get a winner. Hopefully it'll be a similar game to the Reading and it won't kind of disrupt our rhythm too much.
0: Yes. Hopefully, all of those things. That's all we have time for on the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. We celebrated our one-year anniversary last week. Thank you for all of your kind messages. Uh, for more from us, follow our Twitter at UTDWeeklyPod, and that's P-O-D. And to never miss an episode, sign up to follow us on our website, com. nice and simple. Um, and it's new, and it looks very nice. You can find Jack on Twitter at... At
1: UTD Tate, T A I T.
0: And you can find me at at Harry Robinson64. Have a good day. Goodbye.